You are listening to the Wild Soul Podcast, a podcast for the wild ones. Join me, your host, Queen Namaste, as we embark on a journey to find our true north and our own unique path. From wild, inspired conversations to searching for life's hidden gems and meanings with a little dash of crazy in between. Because really, who doesn't want to dance to the beat of their own drum? Welcome back to the Wild Soul Podcast. I'm your host, Queen Queen Namaste. What's up? This is the Wild Soul Podcast where we talk about everything under the sun, people who dance the beat of their own drum, crazy stuff, taboo topics, and we have fun here. Thank you for tuning in. If it's your first time, yo, hit that subscribe button and or go take a second to rate and review this podcast. If you do, send me a screenshot of it. Email shannonpetersfitness at gmail.com and you will have a chance to win $50 just for writing good, bad, whatever review you want to give this podcast. Cool? It's going on to the end of August, so there is still time for you to win. Perfect. And this week, we have an amazing human being. All the humans on this podcast are amazing, FYI. But we actually met online. Her name is Genevieve Angela, and she is a Canadian girl. However, we met through podcasting, which is so, so cool. The world is small and awesome. And I was apparently the first podcast that she ever listened to, and I inspired her to make her own podcast. Woo! that's what this whole thing is about sharing uplifting leveling people up sharing everyone's gifts and I'm just so excited for you guys to meet her if you haven't already or don't know who she is and she's also a yoga instructor a mental health advocate and we talk about lots of stuff here while she is in Croatia at her summer home oh my god right would love to go there one day We're going to get started with this episode right away. Let's hear from Genevieve Angela in three, two, one. You teach yoga. You're a yoga instructor. Yeah. Yeah. How long have you been teaching? Um, Just a couple years, not much. And actually, I was teaching in Canada um, a bit. And then I came to London. And I was actually, I moved to London actually to do my. to study law because I got my degree in Canada and then I came to the UK to study law because they have a, a program in the UK where you can study law after your degree without getting another degree in law. Okay. So you can do it a year or two and whatever and get your bar exam or your uh, solicitor training in about a year or two rather than like going back to law school and then having to do your bar exam and it's just more compact for people who have a degree already. So I came to the UK to do that and then um, and then was like, okay, so I finished my conversion course. Then I started doing my master's in, uh, in uh, uh, brand strategy and business law. And that's all great and stuff. So that happened. And then I was like, okay, this is all great. But I, I still want to kind of teach yoga. So <laughs> 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 it was all great, except it wasn't giving me anything I wanted. So I was like, yeah, great. I look really good on paper, except I don't care. So... <laughs> <laughs> so I was just like oh yeah I don't care so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna teach yoga and and stuff so so that happens 
and then uh, and then I know obviously in the UK it's different because right I'm leaving in a few months so to run a class in a studio is quite difficult because of my visa expiring in a few months and then if you do well and they want to sponsor you or they can't sponsor you then you can't stay and then if you say that you don't want to stay because we're not staying we're actually moving to BC in December oh. I'm not gonna be, oh, yeah, I'm staying and then just leave right. so that sort of thing so it's more like private clients workshops and uh and i haven't even announced this on my own podcast but i'm just gonna tell you i'm thinking of doing retreats right here where, where, where i am right now yes i don't know you tell me was that view nice was that was that retreat worthy i think yes 100 i've never been to croatia and i'd love to go you've not been yet no i have never I've been asia that you've not been to <laughs> I know, I know. I've only been to stop in Croatia on the way. <laughs> I've been to where have I gone? I've gone to England and Scotland in Europe and France, and that's it. But only Paris, and I'd like to go to the south of France and then just go to. Oh, I've heard so many great things about Croatia, like amazing things. Why are you not here? Okay, so listen, this is gonna happen. You're gonna come to Croatia. <laughs> you're gonna do all the things in on the mainland, and then you're gonna come to the island, and then we're gonna run yoga retreats. And yeah, <laughs> and we're gonna run yoga retreats. And and honestly, there's not that much yoga on the island. There's well in this town. And actually, if you go hiking on this island, you can see Italy because we're like the furthest island from the coast. Oh wow! Way 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 out. So there's not that much yoga here. It's a small town. I've seen a couple posters for yoga, but not massive. Like no retreats. No, not like nothing massive in this town. So it's like it's the time. Shannon, it's the time. <laughs> the time is now. Oh my gosh, I feel that in so many ways. Okay, no, so I'm I'm go back. So, are you, you were born in Canada. You're Canadian. Yeah, I'm from Montreal. Yeah. Okay, so you're born. So you speak French. Yeah. Like fluently. That's so cool. Like I used to teach French. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> some parts I like wish I was born on that side because then yeah, you would have English and you'd have French, and then you feel like. <laughs> you know, this cooler. <laughs> okay, well, wait, what's, what's like, the deal in BC though? Like, is it, do you no, guys like nobody learn it? Or? Well, yeah, you learn it in like, uh, I think grade six up through high school if you want, but then you can switch to Spanish if you want, but like, you to Spanish because it's more exotic, but like nobody learns it anyway. <laughs> yeah, nobody learns anything, but yeah, I feel like you will learn a language if you're immersed in it, right? But no one speaks it any other language here except like Mandarin and like English. So yeah, I know. And when you travel, I feel like people think that Canadians speak French, but like, fuck, I don't speak it and I wish I did. So that's really cool. Well, I think people think a lot of things about Canadians. Like sometimes I meet people and they're just like, oh, you're Canadian? So like, do you love maple syrup? I'm like, really? <laughs> that's your first question? Like of all the things you can ask me about this beautiful country, your question is, do I like maple syrup? It's like, do you? <laughs> like, what, what is that? Is that even a question? Or, oh, like, where from? And I'm like, oh, Montreal. And I've learned now living in the UK that you have to say French Canada or Canada. So there's Canada and there's French Canada. So because I'm from Montreal, I just say French Canada. And they're like, oh, so you speak French? I'm like, yeah. And they're like, oh, Mousy. I'm like, of course. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> of course you do. Yeah. The thing in, in, in London, it's like everyone speaks French and they speak the same five sentences and it's really cute, but it's like the same conversation over and over again. I'm like, yeah, 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 oh, yeah, yeah. What yeah. What's the same five? What's the same five things over and over again? Um, mousy, so like me too. 
Um, Moi je parle français, they say, and I'm like, oh great, yeah. And then it's um, je m'appelle, yeah. and they say it that way, je m'appelle, and I'm like, right, okay, good, good. And then it's things like you know, like little dirty words and things, and I'm like, great, good. So you're 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 set. Yeah. You're set, you're set like nowhere. <laughs> good for you. Yeah, more than I know. Yeah, yeah, but BC is so much better, I find, to me, because we're moving to the West, and uh, I, I mean, the East Coast is great and all that, and it's, it, it has all the things that it has and whatever, but, uh, but BC has, has so much more. Like, you guys have the ocean, you guys have seas, you guys have, like, so much that we don't have on the East Coast, as in, like, not the Maritimes, but the East Coast, you know what I mean? Like, not, you know, the part that doesn't have the ocean, right? Uh, as in like the Atlantic Ocean and um, you guys have like the Pacific Ocean you guys have seas you guys have so many lakes you guys have rainforests and shit you guys have all like you guys have bears you guys have, you guys have like, you guys have everything you guys have Whistler you guys like, you guys have you know um you got Alberta next door like what, what do we have we're like Saskatoon Ontario like no one cares <laughs> as a Canadian you have access to all of this kind of thing you don't really have that in, in London so much or anywhere nearby. So um, it's not the same kind of lifestyle, but uh, but you still have rain. So it's like, why am I here? <laughs> You're kind of like me. Well, I'd rather have rain in BC. <laughs> you know what I mean? So uh, I've never been to London, but I heard it's a huge city. And the older I get, the more I don't want to be in a city. And the more I want to be in the wilderness away from people. <laughs> Right? And I think that's a real thing. Like, it's a real conversation to be had. I think when we're young, we want this big vision of, like, being relevant and being part of everything because it makes us feel closer to our dreams or whatever we think. And then actually you're there and you realize, I guess, I, as you're figuring out what you want or things like that and like what really matters to you, you realize how much more peaceful and how much more creative you can be when it's not as busy and not as intense. And suddenly you realize that actually you might prefer to be in a, in a little small town of 900 people. FYI, 900 people living right across this window right now. <laughs> Just 900 people. Small, small town. We all see each other every day. Like same faces. But you know what I mean? It's quiet and no one really cares what you're doing. And you just kind of do whatever you want. <laughs> like, what, what town are you living in? What's it called? Okay, so it's called Komija. So it's K-O-M-I-Z-A. Um, it's this really small town on the opposite end of the island. So if you come from the mainland of Croatia, you land in this city called Vis, which is also the name of the island. And then you just take a quick bus. It's like 15 minutes and you get to this island, uh, sorry, this town. And then you have, um, well, what you just saw, like the bus literally stops right near the house. And then you just go to town. It's like a five minute walk. You get to the beaches, you can go hiking, went hiking yesterday. And we've had some beautiful, uh, there are some hikes, some 45 minutes, an hour. Another hike is about two hours. Uh, you can also take a scooter and just like go across. You can do the whole island probably and like beach hopping in about a day, uh, depending how long you want to stay in each beach. You can easily do the island. It's a very small island. Um, they filmed Mamma Mia here, by the way. Did you, did you watch the second Mamma Mia? No, I didn't. Okay, it's filmed, it's filmed in this town. Oh, that's... I swear to God, and my cousin was a body double for one of the scenes because he's a diver. And um, one of the, a lot of the scenes, you'll see this island in the background, and it's the island that I showed you in the picture when, when I showed you the the, the town. Yeah. There's like this island. Did you see the long little island? 
it's in a few scenes in the Mamma Mia movie, and it's this island right here. So they're like nearby here when they're filming. I don't know where, but they're they're around here anyway in the town. So that's amazing. Just a little fun fact if you feel like coming. You are just in paradise right now. I mean, yeah, oh, it's yeah. <laughs> it's, it's nice. <laughs> and you're there for vacation. Yeah, yeah, we're just here hanging out. It's me and my boyfriend here, and uh, yeah, just just hanging out. It's uh, we I mean we used we used to come as a kid as kids, but nobody knew about this place. Everybody was like Croatia, what? It became popular in the last ten years, I think, like really, really popular, you know. Mm. And now suddenly everybody wants to come to Croatia, and suddenly it's like, what? You guys have a house in Croatia? It's like, yep. But nobody cared growing up. Like absolutely nobody cared. Nobody gave a shit. But now everyone's like, oh, Croatia, which is fine because it's lovely. But uh, yeah, weird. Yeah. It's kind of trendy now. <laughs> like, yeah, it's super trendy. Well, it's like Bali is trendy now, and uh, well, I mean, it has been for a while. Yeah. And uh, all these really nice places where life is just simpler. I think that's what the common thing with all of these places is that they're very simple. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it is, it's not that much. Okay. Cool. Anyway, so good for you. Good for um, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I don't don't ask me questions, girl. I'm asking you all. Sorry, time. sorry, sorry. It's a, it's. A, I just want to know because I'm like, hey, who are you? I've been listening to your podcast since February. Like, this is so cool. Okay, that is super awesome for one. Like, that is just. Everyone, <laughs> thank you, and it, that means a lot to me. And I'm not even joking. Like, I know you went to Tony Robbins. I know that you have a friend. <laughs> Like, I know these things about you, but only because I've known these things for months. I know that you, like, had this friend who worked at Lululemon or who maybe still does. I don't even know. And her name was, was her name Jen as well? It, anyway, I, like, I've heard the interviews. I've heard the, like, all the things. So, and I know that you talked about the Tony Robbins thing and you were like, guys, I know this sounds crazy, but, like, it changed my life. <laughs> I just know. <laughs> And then I kept hearing about Tony Robbins. I'm like, who's this guy? You don't know who Tony Robbins is? Well, I mean, I know who he is. And I knew of him. You spoke of him. But now I know he's like this this transformational guru, you yeah. know? It was a really sweet experience. So yeah, do you write? Netflix, go watch his film. He has a Yeah, I know he has a thing on Netflix. And I know that there's a Do you follow Angie Lee? No, who's that? Angie, okay, I'm glad that you don't know her because I thought everyone knew her and I was like, oh my God, who's this girl? Um, <laughs> basically, this girl is like, uh, like on her website, it basically says, if Tony Robbins and Ellen DeGeneres had a baby, this is Angie Lee. And I was like, who's this girl who's like apparently everything? I have no idea. Um, she's like a sales and marketing person. She helps people with uh, like business coaching and life coaching, that sort of thing. She has a podcast called The Angie Lee Show. Just You can look her up and see what you think. But um, I mean, she's, she's very different. Well, very different than you. I mean, she's different. Um, she's, she's like more unidimensional. Um, but she's great. She's cool, I guess. She pumps me sometimes. Other times I'm like, okay, whoa. But sometimes she pumps me and she's a massive Tony Robbins fan as well. Is this her? Angie? Yep. Okay, sweet. Yeah, I don't know her. Top yep. 100 podcast, The Angie Lee Show. How do you do that? Yep, same, same. <laughs> same, same. So cool. Oh my gosh. How, how do these things happen, Shannon? Tell me. Um, I'm not sure, but we just have to manifest it. <laughs> well, first of all, I need to learn a little bit more about podcasts, but that's... Okay, so what do, what do you use? Just side note, sorry. What do you use? I just use my voice note. Like voice memo <laughs> to record. Okay, no, no. Wait, do you? Yeah. Oh, I thought you had like a kit. No, I should get one, but fuck, whatever. I don't right now. I, I mean, I use my phone as well. Yeah. 
It sounds fine, I think. But. It sounds absolutely freaking fine. And anyway, sometimes I listen to these professional people and I'm like, why do you sound like you're in a toilet? Yeah. Like, how do you have a million listeners and you sound like you're in a fucking toilet? Yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry. I just want... But... <laughs> so, <laughs> so we're like, I'm like, why do you sound like you're in a toilet? But somehow you have like millions of followers. I'm like, I definitely feel like sometimes I say better things than you. <laughs> Okay, this is podcast right now. I'm going to follow it. Oh, you don't have to do that, but um, no, it's basically. It sounds like you have good fucking shit. So what? Do you, no, no. Listen, it's it's called everything yoga, everywhere yoga, and and it's not only about yoga. Like I talk about all kinds of things. I talk about zero waste because I'm zero waste. FYI, in case you didn't. I saw that. Yeah, yeah. I'm massive on zero waste. Um, and I talk about all kinds of different things. I talk about like emotional well-being. Um, mental health sort of things and basically the, the only thing I talk about is how to because I studied psychology as my undergrad yeah that's me oh my god yeah. <laughs> I subscribed I'll leave you a review too oh you're the best thank you so much because yeah, that fucking shit helps but anyway it's about yoga we talk about yoga we talk about yoga beyond the mat so you obviously you know the yamas and yamas so I spent a, a, an episode talking about that a bit uh, we talk about zero waste, sort of. I talked about zero waste with traveling, so how to reduce the carbon footprint. And then otherwise, we talk about emotional well-being, things like uh, like non-attachment, healing through things, and all that stuff. So just, uh, yeah, just dealing with our things and how to heal. And obviously, it's, it's to combine psychology, um, but in like, like understanding the science of psychology and understanding the science of the being, but also understanding the being of the being and the... the the not so science of the being and the things that we can't necessarily explain to try to maybe find reason in what we can explain and then perhaps find more freedom and what we can't explain and still being at peace with that as well so that we can find like overall peace, I suppose, if that makes any sense, just to kind of balance out the two. Um, because there's some things you can't explain. There's some things you can't. Sometimes it gives you comfort to be able to explain something in a scientific way. And other times it actually comforts you to know that perhaps there is no real answer. It's just that maybe you actually know the answer. It's not something from out the outside that you can find that will give you what you need to know, but actually something that maybe you just know intuitively that will tell you what you need to know. And I think, I don't know, I, I, it sounds very woohoo to say, oh, look, what are your feelings? What, do you, what, does your, what does your true self say? And I know that people, they shy from that because it sounds crazy and whatever, but it's like, yeah, but at the end of the day, when you're with yourself alone at night, I don't care if you're like this mad scientist or whether you're this artsy person and you, you, know, you, procl you proclaim this, yourself this artsy person. I don't even care where you stand. When you're with yourself at night, science doesn't explain the things that you feel. Um, you can maybe define some of the thoughts that you have and you can define the patterns perhaps, but you can't really explain the, the feelings that take over you. I think at some point, the role of science ends and the role of something else begins and vice versa. And I think finding the balance between those so that we can surrender a little bit uh, is helpful because otherwise, when, when science doesn't cut it anymore, we tend to panic. We tend to be like, oh shit, like what do I do now? And I don't understand. And then when, when we can't help ourselves anymore, we then feel inadequate as well. And then we think that science is the answer. So I don't think it's so much about a polarity as much as a, uh, a work of balance between the different aspects of understanding of the human existence. Um, yeah. And that's what your podcast is about? That seems I mean, like, like, sure. let me listen to that right now. I mean, sure. I mean, I literally, I'm like, what, 12 episodes in, 13? I mean, it's not. It, it's like, that doesn't matter. You got, yeah, totally fine. 
how many but that's basically my philosophy if anything like it's what i help people with and i think that 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 yeah basically yeah <laughs> okay so let's backtrack because i feel like we're kind of all over the place um, yeah sorry no it's totally my fault because that's my brain anyways um so you grew up in montreal and yeah. went to school and you got a degree in university for law but instead of going to my bar exam uh, and training i decided to do my master's in brand strategy management and business law and then when all of that was said and done and i was just like yeah you know what you don't want to do any of it yeah i'm like this is fantastic and i've learned great things and thank you so much and yay but i like i still want to teach yoga and y'all have not taught me how to do that so so when did you find when did you find yoga like throughout so i was 18 when i found yoga um so that was like Sorry? yeah i was about 18 so 17 18 yeah so it was about it was about eight, seven, eight years ago that I discovered yoga. And, um, and yeah, I discovered yoga then. And I knew from the beginning that I wanted to become a teacher because I just loved it and I wanted to embody it. And I wanted to make everybody else feel the happiness that I felt through yoga. Yeah. But, uh, but, but then, you know, you're younger and you think you have these things to do and these things that you need to do. And uh, you just kind of go with it and you figure... Let me just try all the things. And, uh, and there were a few times where I was about to do the teacher training and I didn't do it. And so finally when I did it, I was like, oh my God, I've been waiting so long to do this freaking training. And so I finally did it. And I was like, yes, like of all the things that I've done in my life and that I've taken the time to do, it was probably the best thing ever was to take my training. And, How old were you yeah. training? Uh, 20, I mean, it was recently. Oh, how old are you anyways? <laughs> oh, I'm 25. I just turned 25 actually a week ago today. Oh, happy belated girlfriend. Thank you. you yeah, I just turned 25 last Tuesday. You're a Leo, yeah? You're Leo. I'm a Leo. Good job. And you? I'm a Gemini. Oh, so is my boyfriend. Oh, nice. I get the, the Gemini as a guys are an airy species. I get, like as in like a, an airy, not an Aries, no, an yeah, airy. And you're yeah. fire. Oh yeah, I'm fire. <laughs> fire, so it's good. It's good. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so yeah, so the, I don't know. I think all those things just played. I, I think at the end of the day, it's it's not so much that we're you know people always say like oh why are you changing your mind why are you doing all these things and moving away and and traveling here and traveling there and it's like but I don't think it should be so defined like why are you doing this why are you doing that it's like okay but why why is my choice to go here any different than my choice to buy a house or to go on that holiday or to decide that I want to stop eating meat or decide that I fancy, you know, I don't know, like lollipops. I mean, who cares? Like, why is any decision bigger than the other? I mean, obviously they have bigger repercussions, but they shouldn't on the other person on your life perhaps, but not on the other people. So why there's so much judgment about the choices that people make and the lifestyles that people have is somewhat frustrating and somewhat destabilizing because you just figure you have to like explain yourself all the time, which I think, I think makes people not go for what they actually want. Cause they think I'm not going to do it until I can explain it. And I have a story for it, which is kind of sad, you know, cause you see people shut themselves off a lot from what they actually want to do because of what they think they have to explain. And I, I, I'm really interested to see what would happen in the world if nobody thought of these things and everyone just did what they wanted. Imagine that kind of world, you know? Imagine that. <laughs> what? I said imagine that. That would be lovely. Imagine if nobody was afraid and everyone just did whatever they wanted. But unfortunately, it's like, 
you know, it's so hard to actually live in that kind of world where we don't judge or we don't ask questions. Um, but I think when you find that, uh, and I, I don't think it's so much about being like, oh, I don't care. It's like, well, of course you care. We're social beings. We care about things. We care about our interactions. We care about our image. We care about, you know, our being social as beings. So of course it's important to care, but it's, it's, it's more than just healing from caring. It's more perhaps uh, suggesting change to the world around us, right? It's promoting change. It's not just keeping it to ourselves and thinking, well, I found this higher meaning and I no longer care about judgment. It's like, well, hey, how about, what, if, what happens if we all just stop caring about judgment or if we all just stop judging people? You know, like it's, it's a bigger picture, right? And I think once you're able to experience that, you can then share it. I think that's the biggest gift in, in this kind of field like yours or mine or whatever, like that, that kind of wanting to help people and work with people and build a community. Is, is sharing that idea of community, which is that idea of acceptance, right? So, anyway, I, I feel like I didn't even answer any You haven't even asked me to tell you all this. <laughs> I'm just like pretending like you asked me these questions. <laughs> I'm sorry. Back to you, Shannon. Go on. It's about you today. It's all about you. Um, yeah, I find that just going off of what you said, with judgment and lack of community, I feel like, yeah, that's what we are. I just said it, but what we're lacking in today's world, you know? Yeah. And it's funny because I, we have a really similar like life path. I went to school, thought I was going to do law as well. I got a degree in crim and then I was like, no, nope, I don't. Crim, no less. I studied criminal psychology. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. That was my degree. Like I said, I did. Anyway, sorry. Continue. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, that's good. I find it really fascinating and like why humans do what they do and you know why we commit crime and all this stuff and anyways yeah but I was like I want to help like either at-risk youth or but like I don't want to be stuck in a prison and in that environment like I want to help people in other ways and yeah I could that could be a whole other episode about prisons and what they're fucking doing and what I don't agree with and all that stuff but um, what was I saying? Oh yeah, <laughs> less judgment. Finding your, you know, absolutely. But sometimes, you know what? Like, as much as we want, like for example, I mean, I, I'm just, I'm just suggesting this, but because I, I, I had a similar thought in my head when I was going through all that, is sometimes the change that we want to make is actually not the the first change we'll make, or perhaps ever a change that we'll make. Perhaps another change that we'll make is helping people who are not in prisons yet not go to prison. Honestly, it sounds silly and I don't know how to say that in a, in a more delicate way, but prevention. perhaps it's just, you know, helping, yeah, prevention rather than, you know, and then maybe one day you will decide, okay, you know what, I actually want to go to a series, like, you know, a, a scene where it's already happened and I can do something else, but maybe your calling is just to prevent and who knows how many lives you've prevented from that and how many, you know, God knows, but it's, you know, your awareness of that world has inspired you so you know i don't know it's sometimes we think we think we failed or fell short because we changed our minds or we didn't do what sounded so heroic but actually we don't have any idea of the impact we've had on people oh my gosh jen that is actually a very good point because exactly i feel like every decision you have made in your life has led you to now and if you made a different decision who knows what your life could have been like right so and yeah, because I decided to do criminology and ex learned all these things about humans and the way we act and think and 
how the world is now, maybe that did inspire me to, you know, go into a prevention mode instead of putting the Band-Aid on, you know, and just going into prisons and... Well, yeah, because I mean, you saw, I think you saw the pain that could have been, or that could, that is, and that could be, and you thought, but let's, but let's not go there, guys. Like, look at all the love we can feel, and you just devoted your life to that. Why not? Like, yeah, that's true, because I that's think a beautiful thing. It is, community is so important, and yeah, you obviously know, it's like people that are like breaking the law or whatever, going to jail. Yeah, but I just feel like there's not a whole lot of community in this like global world that we live in now because everyone's just connected on their phones so we've like disconnected from actually being with one another you know and having that connection like where can adults go where they can just release shit or they can feel that they're not judged they can go and just cry and someone's gonna be like yeah it's okay like instead of yeah you know people feel like they can't even cry or like say what's really going on when everyone's like oh yeah how's it going yeah i'm fine really no i'm fucking struggling i'm thinking about suicide but like no one actually fucking says that absolutely and and i and i think we have this idea of um we we've kind of glorified pain and we 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 kind of um we, we've ruined it again like we, we took beautiful life we turned it into instagram and into look at my amazing life i'm so grateful then pain became fashionable and and accepted and we've killed that by making people have to be kind of happy about their pain. But what about those who are not freaking happy about it? What about those who are like, listen, I appreciate y'all being happy about your pain and being open about it, but I'm not there yet. Like I'm seriously in hell, in pain and I need help. Like what about the not so glorious part of pain? We've not tapped into that yet. You know, like we, we always find a way to sort of, and I think it's great that we've opened our minds up as a society. Like a lot of things are more, accepted now and I, I think that's great i'm not trying to to, to to say it's not we've talked about things i mean of course a lot of things are out there but what about the people who don't feel like putting it on instagram and and being proud of their pain or who think it's going to be inspirational what about the people who like really there's nothing glamorous about it for them like they're, they're literally like okay listen that's all great but i'm suffering right now what about those who feel like really embarrassed to talk about it because they don't feel like their their pain is inspirational because we've made it so that pain has to be inspirational in some way. What if it's just shitty? <laughs> what if it's just really painful and people just want to feel something? And like, like you said, you know, people, where can someone go to feel like they can actually cry and it not be, an, uh, you know, important or not important? Like it could just be whatever it is. Like someone could just cry and be like, I need to cry. When we were kids, nobody made a big deal out of it. It was like, oh, you have to cry, cry. Now suddenly as adults, it's like, okay, well, what have you learned from this? Well, you know, what, what, what can we do from here? It's like, well, what if the person just needs to cry? Yeah. We can talk about all the transformational shit later, but like, what if right now this person just needs to like yeah. have, a, have a cry shit, you know? <laughs> to release those emotions because otherwise they get stuck in our body and then that's what happens. Like our body comes in dis-ease and then other shit forms. Like shit needs to flow through and... I don't. I can't tell you how many times I've cried this week. I've cried every day of this week, to be honest. Yeah. Well, I mean, isn't it isn't it the nicest thing? And I feel like sometimes there's this like stigma around it. We we say there isn't, but I think there is. You know, if you say that you're crying, everyone's wondering what's wrong with her. Why is she crying? Like she's she's masking it really nicely. She's so strong, but why is she crying in the first place? It's like there should be no shame. There should be no shame. I'm just crying. You know, like there should be absolutely no shame. And I, you know, I always believe that. Um, 
I actually, I would not always believe I'm dramatizing. I had no idea about this until recently. Um, <laughs> we had a really beautiful summer in London and then suddenly it rained. And I always found that the rain was a nice cleansing thing for me. It's a nice time to wash everything away. Your mindset's different. It's raining. You tend to cocoon a little bit. It's a good time to retrospect, uh, sorry, to reflect and to kind of, um, you know, look inside and whatever. And so I wrote, I said on an Instagram story once, let the rain be the cry that you can't always have. And better yet, just cry, you know, just let the shit wash away. And then I thought to myself, you know, we have a digestive system for our physical body, but we don't seem to have one for our mind and for our emotions, which is fine because they're different systems and they're different, they're complex in different ways. But perhaps installing that kind of system, you know, we, we tend to digest through all the things that we need to digest through. We keep what we need. We even know how to keep those things in our bodies and we know how to release and we know what to release. It's actually quite a complex system, yet we can't do it for our minds and our brains. And I think that cultivating that sort of idea of, okay, what do I want to keep and how am I going to keep it? What do I release and how do I release it is a, is a practice, you know? Um, again, it's not to say that it should be that simple or that automatic because obviously a lot of these things are automatic, but it's to cultivate that idea of... Um, keeping what's right for your mind and for your body. When we're hungover, what are we thinking about? Oh, I, wanna, I, wanna, I wanna stop feeling like this. I feel like shit, you know, I'm gonna have a lot of water or I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that because we wanna relieve it. We don't feel good physically. So we figure, okay, let's get rid of this. I don't feel good, I wanna feel good again. We seem to be so adamant about that. Or as soon as we have a sore throat or a headache or an ache in our elbow or in our neck, Suddenly, we're like calling the Cairo, we're calling the osteo, we're calling everyone. We're like, guys, like everybody, over time, like what's wrong with me? <laughs> but when we're, when we're sad or when we're anxious or when we feel like drinking or smoking or I don't know what, or when we're just feeling like shit emotionally, we just figure, I'm going to power through. I'm just going to drink. I'm just going to, because that's life and it's just easier and, it's, and I get it. It's easier. It's more comforting. It's, you know, you, you, you find a comfort in your sadness. You find a comfort in your pain. You find a comfort in your addictions. I get it. Um, but maybe that idea of, of coming to the rescue to your emotions and your, and your thoughts, the way you come to the rescue to, you know, an earache or a sore throat, you know, uh, that same sort of um, first aid mentality that we have, right? Like all hell breaks loose if you have a sore throat. Like, oh my God, I'm on holiday. I can't have a sore throat. Like <laughs> I'm in the Bahamas, like this can't happen. <laughs> but, but of course we're okay being completely miserable mentally, right? Like, um, yeah, humans, we're funny. <laughs> humans, exactly. So, I mean, I feel like um, saying it's all about kind of just masking like our feelings masking just sitting with it like oh yeah I'm feeling really shitty right now so I want to not feel shitty so I will drink or I will eat or my throat is sore so I'll take a freaking pill to like feel better where it's like no why don't you just fucking sit with it <laughs> but we don't <laughs> a lot yeah it is really hard I mean I I don't even know. I don't even know why. I think I, I don't even know. I mean, I have a theories, but I don't really know. I mean, the idea of sitting with it and just feeling it. I think that because there's no end destination as humans, we're so conditioned to have a goal, mm -hmm. but sometimes just sitting with it doesn't give us enough of a satisfaction. We just figure, oh, I'm going to sit with it. And then what? I'm going to sort everything out and I'm still going to want to drink. And it's like, you know, you're not wrong. G given the way you're thinking, you're not wrong. You're thinking, 
okay, at the end of all this, I need a drink, right? Like I get it. Um, but how is there a way to, you know, condition the brain to think, okay, well, from here, there should be some kind of release, some kind of happiness. Um, yeah, I mean, how, how do we, how do we balance that? I have no idea. I mean, I do have an idea, but with, you know, it's, it's hard to navigate. I think, I don't know. What do you think? It's your turn. <laughs> Well, you're the psychologist here. <laughs> no, I mean, no, I mean, it's, 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 it's difficult. I think, uh, I mean, on a, on a neuroscience, like on a, on a neuroscience level, it's so easy to just, I mean, easy. It's one thing to just map things out and think, okay, well, this is what's happening. That's what's happening. But I genuinely believe that there's more. I do. I just do. I, I don't think it's just science and just pheromones and hormones and, you know, triggers and, 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 synapses and I, I don't believe it's just that and at the very least if it is that the way that we each individualize our scientific components is something to be valued you know what i mean like take it the most scientific version that you want the way that we each embody those scientific that the way that we manifest the scientific components is unique so say what you want but at the end of the day we're doing it in a unique way and the only way we can understand that as humans is to make it tangible and to make it human and not scientific. So it's not that one's right or wrong. It's just that we have to make it tangible as humans. We have to make it accessible. And the only way we can do that is to make it real and to make it emotional and make it uh, experiential, right? Like to make it, uh, just to make it real, to make it life. That's the way that we can understand it. So the scientists can say like, oh, I know what the answer to everything is. It's like, okay, fantastic, except... You don't. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 absolutely not. You're, you're absolutely right. You, you don't. And, um, and I'm sorry. I mean, I, I'm not a PhD psychologist. I'm never going to say that I am. But I've studied psychology a lot. And, and then you studied CRIM. And, like, you know, we've studied these things. And we continue to work with people and study the human psyche and the human experience and all of that, those things. And... I would put my hand on the fire to say that, you know, for me to like some big shot PhD, I'm sorry, but there are things in the human experience that you still go through. I'm sorry. She, she or he still goes through things that they can't just write off with a freaking paper or a, a thesis. I'm sorry. It's, for, it's inevitable. They go through things that they can, they can rationalize it all they want, but there are human experiences that happen, a, a specific combination of, of, of things that you can't possibly study or replicate. There, there, there are too many factors, it's impossible. You'd have to take every single moment, every single combination of triggers from, the, the, you know, from smelling to seeing to feeling of each person, each stimuli, and, and find a conclusion. That's not realistic. There are trillions, I mean, there, there, there's a word I don't even know, Ians, of, of, of possibility. <laughs> like, there's, there's, no, there's no possible way, so somewhere, Science has to let go and realize that just life has to come in and happen and that the person just has to do whatever they can. And sometimes that person needs help. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes they can help themselves. Sometimes they can't. And they just have to go through their life. And that's it. Because if there was a solution for everything, would there be poverty? Would there be famine? Would there be pain? Would there be war? Probably not. It sounds idealistic, but if we're that intelligent, then why have we caused all this pain? Like, really? Like, the conversation can never end, right? So I think at some point, science has to, like, just slow their roll, sit down, and realize that, you know, there's, there's human experience, and there's human, human uh, uh, there are human components. Sorry, but there are, you know. So do you work, do you help people online then, too? 
quite a bit more a, a lot um I, yoga not particularly um i quite prefer to be hands-on and to be just in the room um i quite like to like, to create an experience so when i teach i like like a vibe in the room i don't know <laughs> so i quite like to create like an ambiance that i mean you know i can say all i want about my voice and my talents or whatever not that i ever say that but you know i can i can i can market myself any way i want but at the end of the day i think i'm better in person i think a lot of those things are better in person for me personally um i'm just not as good at, at projecting that beyond um any screen um so yeah for that definitely in person otherwise the other things like coaching uh business coaching anything like that um helping yogis or helping health practitioners like pt personal trainers or uh, other coaches business coaches anything like that or people who just want to start a blog or a business all that coaching can be done online for sure for sure What's, yeah. what's next for Jen? Jen um, you said you're moving to BC in what, December? Yeah, in December. So, so we're going, I'm sorry. That's okay. <laughs> Don't worry. We're going, we're going to BC in, um, in December. So we're going to, cause my boyfriend's Slovakian. So we're going to Slovakia for Christmas. Oh, amazing. And then we're going to Canada after that to see my family for a bit. And then we're going to BC. So in January and then, uh, I don't know, just at that point, it's going to be a lot easier to do different things because there's not going to be the, like the visa situation, which sounds really weird, but it's a real thing. Yeah. Um, so there's going to be a lot less of that, obviously, because I'm Canadian. So you can do a lot more things. You can teach in a lot of uh, different venues. You can do a lot of different events, that sort of thing, uh, workshops, all that stuff. So it's a lot more accessible. So I guess a lot more workshops for sure. And a lot more collabs. I'd love, I, I love the idea of collabs. I don't think there's anything better in this world than like-minded people working together. I think this, the strongest power on this earth is, is two people who or more people who have a love of something and unite. Can you think of anything more magical? I don't think there is. There's nothing more magical than people who love something and who think you do me too. Oh, let's do this. Like there's nothing more powerful. Right. So that's feeling. Yeah, there's nothing more amazing than, than people matching, um, you know, meeting together and, and doing something amazing together. So definitely work, a lot more workshops, retreats, that sort of thing. Starting retreats at this house on this island is a massive thing. And also, um, there's a part of my company which is called Evea Luna World. So my company is called Evea Luna. So there's like me as the blogger or whatever, the podcaster. And then there's like the company where like we do the yoga, the... The, the coaching, the business coaching, all that stuff. Um, and then there's the worldwide bit, which is really about teaching yoga around the world. So like, ideally, I'd like to take my yoga to as many countries as possible. So yeah, the UK, fine. And the Canada, great. Um, so Slovakia would be, a, would be something that's happening in December. Uh, Croatia, Italy, I mean as many as just as many countries as possible like there's some countries that are just more accessible and that we just have more things planned for but there are other things that are harder to get into so the goal would be to get into that and obviously most of all um awareness about the environment i know that sounds kind of maybe annoying because it sounds like propaganda but i would say more than anything awareness of what's going on in the world so like ocean cleanup donations volunteering all that thing all those things um and just raising awareness about those things and promoting that sort of, even if not zero waste, just reduction of waste. 
I think that's the thing. Yeah. A lot of people get, I feel like it myself included overwhelmed when we think of the big picture and what is happening and you say propaganda, but like, I don't think it is at all. Like it just, it is what it is. If you use your common sense, we are creating so much trash. Where does that fucking trash go? It doesn't just disappear. It goes somewhere. Like, come on, people, use your fucking brain. You know what I'm saying? So yes. <laughs> I totally agree you on that part. And it's just, if we have an awareness of what we are doing and if we can just even reduce, because it all comes down to an aware- awareness, really. Yes. And just, 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 just stop buying plastic bottles. Just, just filter your water. Honestly, like you, you'd save so much plastic. Just, just. Or just buy bamboo cutlery. Stop, just use your own cutlery at the restaurant. Or not the restaurant, but like when you get takeaway or when you're going to places where, you know, you get the plastic cutlery, just have your own. I don't even care if it's not bamboo. I don't care if it's from the house. I don't care. Just if you have it already or it's bamboo, whatever it is. Like if you're going to buy it, get it biodegradable, obviously. If you have it at the house, just take it from the house. Just already reducing that plastic. Super easy, yeah? Coffee mugs, super easy. I mean no plastic bags super easy just little things like that you don't have to start making your own milk and making like you don't have to do any stuff if you don't want to but just no ziplocs no plastic cutlery no plastic bottles and no plastic bags just those four things huge difference huge already like just think about what you wouldn't use and single-use plastic in general like you're gonna buy lettuce try to buy it loose just just try to go to the market and get it with no plastic and just say so like i do it all the time i'm like yeah please no bag and they're like well, where am i gonna put it? i'm like it's okay i have a bag <laughs> just yeah, put it in my bag when you buy produce and stuff and people put their produce in those plastic bags i just bring like reusable bags and i just put all the vegetables and fruit in one big bag and i just don't fucking have a bag like, That's I, it, just yeah you can buy like this the the smaller reusable bags for you yes to get but like as of now i'm like okay well i still don't have that right now so i'm just going to use my reusable bag that i put all my groceries in you don't need to put your lettuce it doesn't have to be fancy it doesn't have to be beautiful just reuse your freaking bags and you know what listen i i, I probably shouldn't say this for like the zero waste community they're going to be like oh my god oh my god but if you do have plastic bags okay or plastic bottles, just reuse them. That's one less bottle you're gonna buy every time you reuse it. That's still massive. So it's not about like, oh, I have to be perfect. No, take what you have and reuse it. People forget the reusing part. Like if you were going to buy another bottle right now, but you could reuse this bottle, is that not one bottle that you're saving? Yeah. Yes. It, so it's all the little things. And of course, refusing one straw is not going to change the world. Absolutely not. Like, it's not going to change the world. But it's the collective, right? So think about it. If one little wave in the ocean, okay, it won't do much. It's a wave in the ocean, which is good. But it's, it's a collective movement so that the wave is bigger. And then actually, it will bring on a different wave and a different wave and a different wave. And at some point, that wave gets to the shore and creates that beautiful Insta picture, right? Like, if we're gonna talk visually, like at some point that beautiful wave you saw came from a lot of inertia, which means you just have to create that inertia. So it's not one straw, you're right, it's not one straw. But I mean, one straw, it's only one straw, said eight billion people, there you go. Exactly. It's exactly. We'll say no to one straw, that's six yeah. billion straws. Yeah. So absolutely what you said, Actually, yours was so much better because mine was just, it went on for too long. <laughs> yours was really good. It's just one straw said, you know, six billion people. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. And it's, it's, it's all of those things. So when someone said, for example, with calories as well, 
or why would you get um what is it light tonic and like gin and tonic oh just get regular tonic it's like 10 calories less if you get the light tonic and it's like yeah but every calorie counts okay so every straw counts so it's a it's a mentality shift so if, if 10 calories is is meaningful to you should a straw not be like it's really really a mental thing so i don't know i just think it's mental and it's sustainability and it's making it so that there's just a sustainable living which is really really difficult nowadays because we're like we're so freaking many and i know it's a lot to ask of the world to just stop but i think there's something that we can do for sure there has to be um there has to be some kind of awareness raised and some kind of measures to put in place there have to be and there are and there are um yeah, I know I should be a little bit more like talking about yoga and stuff, but there's just, I don't know. No, the, 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 that's what you said, yoga on and off the mat. And honestly, that contributes to off yeah. the mat because like you were saying, you're like, oh yeah, you know, the yamas and the niyamas. But um, if people, uh, maybe people that are listening don't know anything about the yamas and the niyamas and like the first yama is what, a hisma, right? I'm pretty yeah. sure it's a hisma, which is like non-harming like to anybody or to any living thing. And that I feel like that includes the earth because the earth is our home and it's a living thing. And it's like, choose to harm it or not, like make conscious decisions in your everyday life of this beautiful planet that we're living on and don't take it for granted, you know, because it's not just us living on this goddamn earth. There's so many other species and we just come in here like we own the fucking place. And it's like, no, we're sharing it, you dicks. And like, (laughs) Just because we build beautiful buildings and like have this technology does not mean we're superior and does not mean like I'm so maybe I'm getting a little preachy right now. I don't mean to be preachy, oh, but I'm no, preach, preach. do it, do it. Like I find that you and I, yeah, are both passionate about like the environment and like we've only got like, yeah, maybe we can go to Mars, but not right now. So it's like, what are we going to do right now to think seven yeah. generations after us, you know, like yeah. it's not just it's about like, us. And, and to see people traveling taking pictures of all these beaches. I'm like, do you realize what you're doing to these beaches though? Like, do you, do you think, like, did you know that there's risk for the Great Barrier Reef? Like, imagine our children don't know what the freaking Great Barrier Reef is. As in like, they know of it and they know what the, like they know what it was and they know what, what it could have been or whatever, but they will never have the wonders of it. Like they'll never be able to like dive and see what this kind of thing is because of all, all the things that are happening. Like, or, or the fact that, there are generations that might not know what seafood is because everyone's just overfishing or that like, does no one think of this? Like this world that you're boasting about, you're killing it. Just, just relax. Just and stop ruining it. And there's a thing. What is it? Oh my God. You might have to correct me on this one, but it is a, a, a Yama. I think Oh, it's one of them anyway. And it's about, um, I think it's from the non-attachment one where you see a flower and instead of picking it, you just admire it. Yeah. Like, you just leave it be. Mm-hmm. You just you, you detach from it. You just think, okay, but I don't need this right now. And it is what it is. And I'm not going to just take it away and have it die just to make a point. I'm going to let it grow and multiply. And it'll be a beautiful thing that I experience and that, can, that many others can experience. I don't know. Is it the non-attachment one? Anyway. But is that not the point? Like, so again, it's not about like, okay, if you see a seashell on the floor, as in on the beach... If it's dried naturally, then, I mean, take it, collect it, do, do your thing, if that's what you want. You like to collect seashells. I quite like to collect seashells. So if I see one empty, especially, that's just there, I quite like to collect them. 
But if there's one living, like there's a little thing inside, like a little crab or a little, you know, ideally I don't just let it crisp under the sun. I don't just pull it out like that's its home. Like we'll put it back in the water or whatever. Like you just, just be mindful. There's another seashell for you. Don't worry, fellow human. You'll be okay. There's another seashell not far away, I'm sure. You know, it's all those little choices. And again, it's, it's just, and the way you shop, you know, I'm not even saying that everybody should be vegan. I'm just saying that if you are going to eat whatever you're going to eat, whatever that is, just be mindful of what you buy and how you buy it. I mean, just, just understand where things come from. All those things that you love, just think of where they come from. Think of how they were provided to you. And just think of how you want that journey to be and what part you want to play in that journey. And if one is very ethical to you, fine. If one is not, then maybe do something about it. Yeah. And, and, and so on, you know, just, just, just being mindful. I think intention is it Brahma? Bra- <laughs> is it Brahma? Bra- For what? For int- the human, human consciousness, like universal consciousness, Bra- Brahma? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Brahman, Brahman? Yes, 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 yes. You're right. No, no, it's a hundred. No, no, I know it's that. Yes. Yeah. It's about the, <laughs> no, 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 you're right. You're right. It's about the intention. Yeah. So it's like, we can't be perfect. Absolutely not. But it's about the intention. So like if I kill a butterfly by accident because I'm walking in the street and it's on the floor and it happened to not move and I stepped on it, I wasn't paying attention, that is still non-violence because I didn't have the intention of killing it. But if I intentionally decide, okay, I'm going to end this life because it's not convenient for me, that is violence, yeah? So it's all of those, um, those thoughts, right? Like how much am I giving back? Same thing with the tree. Like, you know, I, I struggle with that with the trees we have in the garden. If I take the olives from the olive trees, am I harming something? Well, I figure, I don't know. I mean, we're making olive oil. We water the trees. We take care of them. I don't know. Is there a balance there? I don't know. Maybe. Um, there are some people who believe, what, what is the yoga religion? The, 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 the jhana or j, the, the, the jhana, non-violence yoga, where they don't even pick anything. They wait till it falls to the ground naturally. I mean, I don't even know, but, um, I mean, that's fine too. That's the thing. I mean, I don't know. I feel like I get, again, I'm going off on a tangent here. I'm sorry, but, um, but there's that as well, right? So we're not perfect. None of us, but, uh, I think it's the intention at the end of the day, the most important thing and, and, and the mindfulness in everything that you do, which can seem exhausting. But I think once you kind of get a grasp on the mindfulness of your actions, it becomes natural yeah, to just be mindful. It becomes habit, right? That's why I feel yeah. like what we were talking about before kind of goes full circle with um, humans not wanting to or wanting to judge or, you know, worrying about what people think and like getting outside of like the main thing that we're supposed to do or like we went to school and we got this degree, but we want to do something else. And people are like, why? Like, what does it matter? I think it basically all comes down to our paradigm and how we were raised and the habits that we have done day in and day out every day and the way we think. It's just a matter of, yeah, changing our awareness and our mindset to something new because that is that is an old paradigm that the world is in and the the times are changing now where it's like that was like 3d we want to go to 4d and 5d dimensions and freaking you know high vibe and shit i mean i don't know what would you have to say about that like like doing um uncon- quote unquote i say this honestly for the sake of the argument unconventional work I mean, 
what would you take on that? Like, have you struggled to, 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 to tell people what you do for a living? I don't know. Like, I mean, yes, I do. And yeah, I get it all the time. And, um, even people in my life that are very important to me, they're like, when are you going to get a real job? I'm like, cool. Like, I sit with it for a second. But I mean, like at the end of the day, my job is real and it's helping people. And it's, I feel like we're raising the consciousness of humans and you know, everyone has their Dharma and what they want to be doing. And I just find our work meaningful as opposed to sitting at a computer in a cubicle doing stuff on the computer. Like, I don't know. I mean, I'm, that is, that is needed as well. Like it's all needed. So everyone can just shut the fuck up. <laughs> I completely agree. It's like, listen, I'm not shaming your job. It's not for me, Yeah. but it's necessary and it's happening. But mine's also necessary because when you guys feel like posting pictures on Instagram about your yoga class, I'm probably running that class. Okay. And when you guys feel like talking about how fit you are and how, what retreat you went on or the coach you have or the, whatever you're doing, well, it's people like us giving it to you because it's necessary equally, whatever your job is doing is contributing something to somebody else's life. Like there shouldn't be a competition or a shaming. It should be like, we're all doing our own thing. We shouldn't shame anybody. I don't shame somebody else for having a nine to five job, nine to five job. It's not for me. I've never been good at it. I mean, even during uni, I, run my own company. Like I was, I was a tutor. I did, I did, well, I mean several subjects, but particularly French, which I was telling you earlier. Um, and I, I was never nine to five. Like, I'm, I'm sorry. It's just not for me. And I've done a perfectly, I've done perfectly well without it. Um, I, well, I mean, in my opinion, I don't know. People can say whatever they want. <laughs> like, I think I've done okay. And it, it is what it is. Um, yeah. So I don't really know. I think at the end of the day, it's, it's less, I think it's cause it's unconventional, right? Like, what do you say to people? Oh, I run an online business. Okay, great. So what, do you, what do you do? I tell people, they're like, yeah. People ask me to speak, and they're like, what do you do? And I'm like, I teach yoga. They're yeah, like, they're like, and really, like, can you can you make a living that way? And it's like, well, do you not see me here? Like, like am I not here? <laughs> are you not in my flat right now? Like, are you not, like, are you not in my house right now? <laughs> like, do you not see me doing what I'm doing right now? And it's like, it doesn't matter. Like, it's... It, it, I don't know. I think it's because it's unconventional. It's different. And it's, it's, I'm not even saying that these people are jealous or that they want this stuff. I mean, maybe for, for sure for some people. Yeah. Um, I think it's the freedom that they perhaps want or whatever. Um, but I think it's also just the misunderstanding of it. And I, I don't know why people think like, Oh, as yoga teachers, like you're for sure poor. And it's like, what, what? Like, did you just end? Were you just born? Like, have you missed everything? <laughs> what have you not seen? Like, I mean, you can struggle doing anything. Equally, you can, you can do very well for yourself doing anything. I mean, I've seen people with huge jobs or job titles in extreme debt and people doing very, uh, what would you call, shame-worthy things, doing very, very well financially, right? Like, you can't, it, it, it's 20, like, listen, it's 2019, like you said. It's, it's, it's another world now. It's, it's whenever you make it, you do what you want. It's all about multiple sources of income now as well. Yeah. It's about different avenues. It's about different things. You know, I mean, it's, it's, it's online. A lot of it is online now. I mean, I remember my mom told me one day, she was like, you know, this online thing is becoming very popular. I was like, yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, I don't know why I made her sound like that. She's not like that. She's, she's, she's quite normal. And um, she was like, yeah, 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 this online thing is very popular. I was like, yeah, no, absolutely. And in my head, I'm thinking, but if it was not, 
when my job looks stupid. Like, I'm not really sure what was happening here. Um, but no, but it's that idea of like, oh, now it's very popular now. And it's like, yep, 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 it is. But it, it was also valuable before it became acceptable, right? So um, is it acceptable? Is it valuable? Like, that's, that, that's the thing nowadays. And I find when you say like, well, I'm a podcaster, or I'm a blogger, or I'm a yoga teacher, like you said, it's like, well, how do you make a living doing that? It's like, I don't know. I'm currently in the streets. I don't know. How am I doing this? <laughs> Please tell me. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, it is, it's just like, it, I know it's not like, they don't mean it to be mean, but it's just like, well, I do it the way anybody else does whatever they do. You know, like, it's just, I don't know why it's a point of, of, of you know, conflict or, you know, but it is. And people can say all they want. Like, I just, I support anything that anyone does. I'm like, but you don't though. <laughs> you don't though. <know. laughs> Let's be honest. You don't. Right? Like, I think everyone's beautiful. And meanwhile, it's like you're shaming everyone as you people watch. Like, come on, let's just be real with ourselves as humans. We're not fully accepting of the different things that are. I'm, I don't know. Maybe that's just me or the people that, I'm, like, that, I, that I've seen. But I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know. But the people judge. I'm sorry. There's a lot of judgment out there. Say what you want, but there's a lot of judgment out there, I think. Um, that wasn't a rhetorical question. You can totally jump in now. <laughs> It's totally your turn. <laughs> uh, yeah, there is, but I think it's, we're also getting better. And I also feel like every time we speak, we speak shit into existence. So I'm trying this new thing out where it's like, oh, the, you know, the oceans are so polluted and they're like so shitty. It's like, no, our oceans are getting cleaner. People are waking up. People are doing the work, you know? Yeah. So, and it's like, yeah, like cliche as it sounds, power, power of positive thinking, but you know, it is, it goes a lot more, it goes a lot long, what am I trying to say? It goes, it goes a long way. No, I get what you're saying. A long way. <laughs> As no, like you're thinking negatively and feeling sore for ourselves and what all that shit. It's like, yeah, you know, like sometimes we, when we were talking about sitting in our pain, yes, we have to do that. And then in order for us to move forward and grow, we got to fucking get off our butt and take action and get into that mindset of, you know, yeah, being more positive. So, I agree. I agree that the mindset, because I mean, we're, we're taking the measure, like we're taking the uh, the steps. A lot of people are doing a lot of things on this planet, uh, on this planet, to do what needs to be done. It's it's good to acknowledge that sometimes and just manifest that and be like, okay, change is happening. Things are getting better. It's important to think about that, you know. So you're right about that, definitely. I've never actually thought about it that way. Um, I'm always thinking like we have to do something, but actually, no, that's a really good way of thinking about it. Is when you were saying like, yeah, just the little things and maybe we can collab and do something because honestly when sometimes I'm like shit am I going to do this for my whole life like what am I going to do like what am I really passionate about what's like a world's problem right now and I'm like the environment I love it so much and they're just like yeah what can I actually do to really help it you know and when you're talking about collaborating and that's the best thing ever and I'm like yeah it is like I wonder what Oh, I said, I said, I sense a project coming along. Yeah. I sense, I sense a project. I said, I sense something happening here. So, but I, I think, I think that, um, yeah, just, just, I feel like I'm talking so much. Oh my God. I have to get out more. Um, I need, I need to get, I'm, I've been on this Island for too long. <laughs> um, oh my God. Um, no, I mean, I can talk. Everyone knows that, but, uh, I, I wasn't expecting this, but no, I think collabing is the best and just growing it. You know, I, I think, I think you found what you're passionate about, though. Like, like, look what you do. 
you know, like you, you do already so much. Like, look, look at a, a, how much you've given me. Like you were the first podcast, podcast I listened to. Like, you know, but you honestly, I mean, this was not rehearsed. Tell, tell everybody this was not rehearsed. I swear to God, like the first podcast I listened to and like you, you, you have no idea the effect that you have on people's lives. So yeah, maybe not everyone is confident enough or, or keen enough to, to comment or review or, or rate or participate or whatever, but you've perhaps inspired someone, which means that you're going to inspire everybody that they inspire. Like you're, you're part of their life now, which means that anything that they give is going to include you. And it's not to say that we're so important, but it's to say that how connected we are, you know, that's the point. So you have no idea, like you've inspired me, which means that anybody I inspire is touched not only by me, but by you and by other teachers I've had or by yeah. whomever I've been touched, uh, touched by, right? Like, the ripple effect it is yeah. really real and very cool and you're canadian which is awesome <laughs> oh my gosh you know what that is so that's like a great way to just have it come full circle because this is like a lesson and like for anyone listening like if you are wanting to do something and you're passionate about it just do it don't care about judgment don't care how you're gonna do it because literally i was like i love podcasts i know a lot of people you know, let's just freaking do it. I had no idea how I watched a YouTube video on how to put a podcast up. I don't have any amazing equipment. I will in the future, but not right now. Like I literally use my iPhone to record voice memos. I put it up and then you find it. And it's just so Isn't that incredible. And now you have a podcast too. And that inspired you to have a podcast and like think of all the lives that you're going to change too. And just the full ripple effect. Well, I mean, I don't know about that, but, um, hey, but I'm happy to have been inspired. I'm happy to have been inspired. Listen, I'm happy to just, <laughs> honestly, I'm, I'm happy just to have been inspired and just sit here and, and <laughs> hey, that's a personal plug. Where can people find you, Genevieve? Tell your name of your podcast, your Instagram, all that. Okay, is that my cue? Because I've been talking for too long. I feel like <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you can find me on Instagram, uh, Jen. So with a G. Jen and uh, Jen dot Angela. So Jen with a G dot Angela on my Instagram. Um, my website is Jen again with a G Angela B dot com uh, because of my last name. And the reason why it's not just Jen Angela dot com is because of some technical difficulties. I had. And it's a question I get like, why not just Jen Angela? I'm like, I obviously I've thought of that. <laughs> what is it like a porn site or something? No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> no no it's something silly happened with my hosting company and then I just it was too much hassle and I was like so I just can't have access back to like my own corner of the internet they were like no I was like okay <laughs> I'll just make a new one uh, anyway so you can find me at AngelaB.com Jen with a G AngelaB.com no spaces or periods or anything so that's my website and then on my website you can find my company like my yoga company thing Eva uh, Luna where we have the yoga instruction, we have meditation coaching, business coaching, and on the business coaching bit, we help businesses, we help blogs grow, like we help build blogs um, and companies grow. So if you need help with like logos or, um, I mean, there are different packages, but basically anything from logo and mood boards and, you know, just branding, just, and branding to marketing and content creation and, uh, just how to reach your audience, how to get what you want. We talk about SEO as well. We talk about uh, email list building. We talk about all the different softwares you can use, hosting, all of that stuff. That's so awesome. from all the technical things to 
just therapeutic coaching on an individual level and of course to yoga and meditation on the mat and off the mat so you can find that and my uh yeah and that's pretty much everything and your podcast name is oh right of course yes yes this super popular awesome podcast is called everything yoga everywhere yoga and no before you cringe it's not all about yoga tune in it's about even better things it's about yoga it's about emotional and mental well-being and it's about zero waste like the best on earth yes so tune into all of those things and obviously it's about anything you guys want it to be about heck i'll even change the name of the podcast if it if it makes you guys like it more No. I'll make it, I'll just make it the Jen show. Um, just tune in and it's and it's awesome. And so I want to hear all about you and where you're tuning in from. So, yeah. Oh my gosh, amazing. Jen, it was so awesome to virtually meet you. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here and chatting literally about everything. I loved it. I loved our conversation. Thank you so, so much. You were literally the best. I'm so excited. Thank you so much. Yeah, and I cannot wait for everyone to listen to your podcast and I can't wait to be on your podcast. I'm excited. Let's do it. Yeah, I'm so excited as well. Let's, let's totally continue this. Yay. Woo-hoo. Namaste, sister. Namaste.